frightening sounds echo through the halls. Whenever candlelights flicker, where the air is deathly still, that is the time when ghosts are present, practicing their terror with ghoulish delight. Welcome to the B-Team Podcast, 31 Days of Horror, Day 3. Uh, we are back. Thanks again for joining me. I am Josh, your host for the rest of the month, alongside my ghost co-host, uh, Mr. Vincent Price. So, today, we have two very, very different films, but they have a lot in common. Definitely tie into our theme, and uh, this is actually the reason why we didn't do a ranked list in order. Because the first movie we were going to cover would have been our very first movie. And uh, I remember explaining this to the, let's say, normies in the group chat. And it wouldn't have gone over that well. And here's why. Today's theme uh, runs rampant in the horror film community. And that is uh, lesbian vampires as a trope. Um, They were a mainstay of many a movie mostly foreign from let's say the 60s well into the 80s uh but there's a lot in the 70s and it gets pretty weird so we're going to talk about requiem for a vampire uh aka caged virgins from 1971 earliest 70s movie so far and this comes from the french horror maestro uh Jean Rollin. I'm probably butchered that, but you know, I'm not French. So I don't know French, and Mr. Jean made a career out of doing vampire movies. And uh, I'm willing to say that the man doesn't really understand vampires. Uh, even the fangs, they, they show up in weird, different places, and they are not typical of vampires. Um, so if you know anything about vampires, you would think, well, they can't go out in the sunlight. They usually have fangs in the same place. Uh, they need to drink blood to survive and or turn their victims. And um, they're usually killed by, you know, a stake to the heart, sometimes holy water, decapitation, fire. Uh, yeah, no... In his movies, there there are no rules, and pretty much anything goes. So he has done a number of very surreal, dreamlike vampire movies, and uh, this is my favorite, and I checked online, because I know a couple years ago, people seemed to have it a lot lower, but it, it seems to be gaining in popularity with especially younger people who are discovering him. So he started out in 68, and this is 71, Uh, in his vampire movies with a movie called The Nude Vampire. And um, it was black and white and very surreal, no budget, almost none of his movies had a budget. Uh, They feature very beautiful women, often models, and everybody's a vampire or being pursued by vampires. It's it's bizarre. Uh, So this movie, I typed up my own mock synopsis for the group chat when I was explaining the whole thing. Um, Now, I actually copied what the plot synopsis from Wikipedia is. I can pretty much just read that. I'm just going to summarize it. 
two women dressed as cr- clowns and a male driver are being chased through the countryside for unknown reasons. As the man drives, the women shoot at their pursuers and the man is shot and killed. Okay, doesn't sound too bad, except for why are they dressed like clowns? Well, that's never explained. Um, so it turns out that these two women are lovers and I would imagine bank robbers or some kind of gangsters. Uh, they end up in a graveyard. One of them almost gets buried alive, and then they are pursued by giant vampire bats, at which point they are inducted into a vampire cult after they go and have sex with each other. Um, but that doesn't count because they're lesbians, so for the ritual, they're still counted as virgins, and there's one male vampire left who wants them to basically produce natural vampire offspring, uh, and for this, they need to remain virgins while becoming full-fledged vampires. So they're locked in this really creepy gothic castle dungeon. And eventually, the cult has a change of heart, decides to let them go. But not before one of the women cheats on her girlfriend with a random guy and loses her virginity. And then they're basically chased out, but they're let out anyway. Uh, and then it ends up on a beach. Now, why would it end up on a beach? Well, that's a good question, because... of his vampire movies end in broad daylight on a beach without the vampires, like, bursting into flame from the sunlight. It's just, nope, we're we're on a beach. Um, So I've seen a documentary with Mr. Rowling, and like most horror directors, he's not what you would assume. He's like this really jovial, cheerful, happy guy, and he goes on at length about going to the beach with his mother And the sight just wowed him and stayed with him. And he decided that this is the ultimate fantasy. And he wanted to put it in pretty much every movie he ever did. And that's exactly what he did in pretty much every movie he ever did. Um, So this one, 71, so it's it's pre-video nasties and it's in France. Um, There were a lot of censorship issues because other countries had issues at the time with nudity. So they would actually shoot scenes twice or more, uh, they would have, if movies had actual, you know, hardcore scenes, they would do those, or they would put those in later to try to reissue and and get a buck out of it, um, they would shoot them with nudity and without, and they would just have multiple different takes, so for the longest time, when these things came out on just DVD, a lot of them were just, you know, from tape traders and bootlegs, You would get, like, a company that acquired the rights to one version but not another, and it would come out under a different title, and, you know, it would be like, oh, well, is this the one with the nudity? Is this the R-rated one, the X-rated one? Uh, Thankfully, these are all out on Blu-ray now in their full glory, and they are great. Uh, If you want to watch just one thing on the list that's fucking weird, definitely check out this guy and his movies. Um, I'll have other ones on the list, so I'm not going to go down a whole list right now. But this one is Requiem for a Vampire. Uh, Definitely worth a watch because it's just fucking weird. So the next one we're going to talk about is a Hammer Horror. Uh, This one also comes from 1970, but released in 71. And this is my favorite Hammer Horror. And this is The Vampire Lovers starring Ingrid Pitt. Uh, She is a regular mainstay in in Hammer and the uh, rival company of the time, Amicus. And she plays Carmilla Karnstein. And Carmilla is a very famous uh, lesbian vampire lore. It's the book. 
And in this, she is the descendant slash reincarnation of this ancient vampire, Miracarla. And different tellings, it goes back and forth. You know, which one is the name she's going to use in the present. Uh, it's a lot like the Dracula story. Uh, Peter Cushing is like this badass Baron General Duke guy. And she decides to pursue his niece. She's leaving a trail of bodies of mostly young girls that she's just taking an interest in. And um, there's just some crazy off-the-wall stuff that really wasn't uh, common for Hammer. But because this one got dual distribution and it was released in America as well, uh, the new studio was like, yeah, we're not doing any of that play-it-safe censorship crap. Uh, let's just go balls to the wall. So this one has nudity, it has gore, it has everything you can imagine. There's a decapitation. Uh, it's a lot of fun. This one was directed by Roy Ward Baker. And uh, again, it was starring Ingrid Pitt, Peter Cushing, Madeline Smith. And uh, these are some people who would go on to do some really well-known stuff. Uh, Pippa Steele and... Again, a lot of them would show up in Hammer movies, especially Peter Cushing, who had, at that point, played uh, Van Helsing and Dr. Frankenstein many, many times. Um, If you're familiar with the Dracula story, it is, again, a lot like that. Basically, there's the initial victim. uh, There's signs that the vampire's coming and putting the garlic in the window, and then they come in and take it out. Uh, But this one, of course, has this really heavy seduction angle of the lesbian vampires throughout. And uh, it's it's very tasteful and definitely a lot of fun. And Hammer is absolutely known for their gothic atmospheres and some of the best cleavage ever on screen. Um, There's nudity also, but I mean, top notch cleavage in, you know, period authentic clothing. So there you go. Uh, So today was kind of a shorter one. I did mention I was going to get into some honorable mentions and omissions. Uh, One of the glaring omissions that I must disclose is The Exorcist. I'm not the biggest fan of the original. I can appreciate it for what it is. Uh, I love the third one, and I unironically really enjoy the second one. I know it's an absolute piece of shit, but I love it. Uh, But knowing that that would probably draw some backlash, I did the responsible thing and removed that from the list way before I even started putting together pairs or anything like that, uh, because I figured I'm not doing the first one. I can't do the second one. Um, I think I did let slip that Halloween is on the list. I know some people were like, Oh, is it going to make his list? But it did. Um, there was a movie I had overlooked, but it did make it on. So when I get to that, I'll, I'll tell you what that one was. What else? Um, there's a lot of, I think I'd mentioned horror adjacent that people will say, oh, it's a horror movie. Jaws, uh, I don't think it's a horror movie. If you do, that's fine. We can talk about it. I'm happy to tell you why I definitively don't think it is, but it's not on there. Uh, Alien, I will admit, is way more of a horror movie than Jaws, but for me, it's just more sci-fi and Aliens. I just look at it as action sci-fi, um, so it is not on there. It would be on a sci-fi list, absolutely. Uh, Same for Invasion of the Body Snatchers. All movies I absolutely love, but, you know, I I draw the line at what is horror, what is sci-fi, and there are two that I will 
make my definitive case for that are on the list uh, by the same director. Hint, hint. Again, 70s, not 80s. Double hint right there. Um, trying to think what else. Hmm. I don't know. I, I saw a lot of people talking about some, uh, you know, mostly horror Jason. Oh, Phantasm is another one that uh, it's a great movie. Didn't make my list. You know, I had only 62 up to 63 on this list. So, you know, top 100, it would be in there. Um, most people, because I was asking, you know, what would be on their list? Or what are their top 10, their top five? Everybody basically went over the ones I've said already and uh, covered already, especially Texas Chainsaw is usually Halloween in Texas is number one and number two on, on every list I saw. Uh, but yeah, so there's, uh, some, some more bizarre stuff on the way for tomorrow. Um, again, this, today's theme was lesbian vampires. I was trying to come up with this motif of, you know, England and France. And I was like, ah, you know what? We'll do that later. This one, it writes itself. So, uh, Requiem for a Vampire and the Vampire Lovers. Uh, Vampire Lovers got a release from Scream Factory, and I believe they're about to do a 4K, which yeah, I'm all over that. And uh, the other one, I believe all of the Jean Rally movies are being released through Redemption, which is the kind of blue teak offshoot of uh, Kino Lorber, I believe. So. Those are definitely worth a watch if you want some weird shit. On that note, I will catch you tomorrow.